Welcome back to the Hot to Bet Daily Pick Show for part three of the College Football Bowl Picks. We're getting into some of these bigger bowls, some games that I absolutely love here coming up. So let's just jump right into it. Now the first bowl I want to take a look at, the Military Bowl taking place in Annapolis, Maryland. Boston College taking on East Carolina. Boston College comes into this game 6-6 six and six on the season. East Carolina 7-5. and five. And, you know, Boston College gets to six wins for the second straight season, but they definitely had higher hopes, you know, at one point in the season. Um, you know, definitely, you know, starting off very, very hot, you know, undefeated in non-conference play. Um, they end up only winning two games in the whole ACC schedule. So it doesn't really, you know, end as far as they, they want it to but they're definitely a solid team you know phil Javik, um you know has been a pretty good quarterback since he took over halfway through the season um and, and you know he's already said that he's going to return next year a lot of people thought you know he'd be opting out of this game um but it, as of now it looks like he'll be playing in this game the offensive line has been pretty solid for this boston college team um but jay flowers at receiver has really you know been one of the the bigger weapons for this team 746 yards on the season for him Offensively, though, they've kind of struggled to score points. Boston College only put up 22.77 points per game, um, and that was definitely true during conference play. During non-con, sure, they, they did a little bit better job scoring the ball, um, and maybe East Carolina will be a, a slightly easier opponent here, but I don't think so. You know, this East Carolina team is one that is very, very solid. Um, they really didn't have a bad loss this season, which is hard to say when you go 7-5, and five, but really the, the only games they lost were, you know, to a few non-conference games um, into, you know, the, the top of the ACC, you know, UCF, Cincinnati, SMU, not disappointing losses at all. Um, they played pretty close in, in all of those games, maybe excluding the Cincinnati game, um, but at that point, you know, Cincinnati was, you know, was in must-win mode to win as, by as much as possible to get themselves into the playoffs. Holson Aylers, though, has been a pretty good quarterback for this east carolina team this season 3100 yards 18 touchdowns on the year for him um, and he's got a great wide receiver in tyler sneed catching the ball he's been really impressive 855 yards um, keaton mitchell have rushed for over 1100 yards this season so offensively east carolina's got some playmakers and it shows you know they put up 27.38 points per game they're moving the ball pretty well 5.81 yards per play and and really going up against this boston college defense i think they'll be able to do more of the same not to say that, that boston Boston's college defense, you know, was bad by any means. I mean, definitely down the stretch, they got better. They got stronger. Um, they held teams to 20.46 points per game, um, as well as 5.43 yards per play. But outside of that, Boston College didn't really show me much, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I really have no reason to believe that they're going to do much on this East Carolina defense. You know, Jaquan McMillan has been an absolute stud for this East Carolina defense, pulling down five interceptions this season. Um, all the defense did give up 24.23 points per game, um, which, you know, is pretty middle of the road. Um, they, also, they did a pretty good job, you know, slowing opponents down, only 5.99 yards per play. And um, let's be honest, I mean, in Boston College, especially down the stretch of the season in ACC play against better teams, which I, I think East Carolina um, can be thrown into that category. They really didn't show me much. They really didn't look good, and they really just continued to struggle game after game. East Carolina, on the other hand, while they have some losses and their, their record might not show it, they were actually a really strong team this season. You know, They had a lot of fight. They were very, very competitive, and I think they keep this game close, and, and honestly, I think they could you know, maybe run away with it, even possibly win the game. Um, but I just don't see East Carolina getting blown out in this one. I think they have a great game here to end the season. I'm taking East Carolina plus three in the military bowl.
Next up, we got the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl from Birmingham, Alabama. Houston taking on Auburn. Houston comes into this game 11-2 on the season. Auburn 6-6. Six and six. And, you know, this is one of those games that I'm kind of a little bit surprised with the matchmaking. I mean, I guess it makes sense. You know, a group of five team, um, you know, playing an SEC team. Sure. But Houston was not a bad team. I mean, Houston's a, a few, you know, week one specifically, if they beat Texas Tech there, you know, it's undefeated Houston going up against undefeated Cincinnati in the American Championship. Granted, Houston lost week one, and they also lost to, to Cincinnati in the American. But Dana Holgerson, you know, from from what he did the, the first two years at Houston, really got this team turned around. I mean, they looked like a, a completely different team this season. Um, and as far as Alabama or Auburn goes here, um, you know, you know, they had a rough stretch to end the season end up losing their last four games obviously Bo Nix transferring out of the program and you know TJ Finley has been an okay guy since he took over you know he you know almost went and won the Iron Bowl um but Auburn hasn't done a whole lot. I mean, Kobe Hudson leads the team in receiving 523 yards for them. Um, overall, the wide receiver room could definitely be better. They've done a decent job rushing the ball. Um, Tank Bigsby rushing for over 1,000 yards this season. And, and offensively, Auburn did find ways to score points this season. 27.31 points per game. Offensively, they're gaining 5.85 yards per play. But they're going up against a Houston offense that was just so, so electric. Clayton Toon putting up 3,200 yards on the season, 28 touchdowns from him um, and this Houston team had a really solid receiving core to throw the ball to Nathaniel Dell leading that group with over 1100 yards um, Alton McKay school also did a really job running the ball 883 yards for him on the ground and Houston can score points with relative ease 34.64 points per game um, you know they, they do a really good job there they're very competitive on the offensive side of the ball but it's not like they're you know just a one-trick pony going in on offense they're a very very strong team on the defensive side of the ball you know Doug Belk took over as defensive coordinator for this Houston team to start the season um, and he did an absolutely bang up job you know they returned a lot of guys from last year which definitely helped um, but they've just been a solid team they've only allowed 19.5 points per game this season Marcus Jones has, has been a huge piece to this defense um, you know leads the team with five interceptions this season and, and really I think it's the defense that gets it done for Houston in this game. Not to say that Auburn's defense isn't bad either. They had a fine season, only allowing 20.46 points per game, 5.21 yards per play. And, and sure, you can make the argument that Auburn, you know, played tougher opponents than Houston, which you'd probably be true. You know, Houston, we saw in, in two of their tougher games, um, the Texas Tech, which I don't even know if you'd constitute that as a tougher game. Maybe week one you would. Um, but to Cincinnati, for sure, they didn't look as good. But going up against this Auburn team, you know, it's an Auburn team. Um, and you'll see this with a lot of SEC teams. You really don't know what the option outs um, are necessarily going to look like we obviously know Bo Nix is, is leaving the program um, Finn so there, there's no shot that he would get the start um, TJ Finley the the quarterback will probably end up getting the start here but um, you know Auburn was able to keep it close in the Iron Bowl but outside of that they've really just fallen apart this season and Houston is a team that I bet on a lot they won me a lot of money and they've just been a very very solid team I'm taking Dana Holgerson in Houston plus two and a half here in the Birmingham Bowl Next up, we got the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl from San Diego, California. UCLA taking on NC State. NC State comes into this game nine and three. UCLA eight and four. And both these teams were, were ones that I, I feel like I was on their games all the time. UCLA had a really strong finish to the season. Wins over Colorado, USC, and Cal, which 
none of his teams are, are particularly great, but a 3-0 finish to the season is always great. Chip Kelly, you know, definitely had a pretty productive season for UCLA here. Granted, I, the expectations, I feel like, might have even been a little bit higher than 8-4, but um, that's not a horrible finish for this UCLA team. And NC State had a great season in their own right. You know, the only losses of the season, Mississippi State, Miami, Wake Forest, definitely not bad losses at all. They finished the season off very, very well with a win over Syracuse um, and their rival in North Carolina. So, um, you know, NC State was a team that I loved coming into the season. Having Devin Leary back um, after missing some games last year due to injury was going to be huge for this team. And he really showed out this season, 3,400 yards on the year for him um, in no small part, you know, to, to Ricky Pearson Jr., um, who in Xavier Knight, who did a great job rushing the ball Knight 753 yards. Um, and, you know, Leary also had some guys to throw to who could really do a great job in this receiving core. Amaki Muzi leads the team in receiving with over 800 yards and NC State did not struggle to put up points this season. 30.54 points per game, 6.1 yards per play. They really were just a great team on the offensive side of the ball, but so was UCLA, especially down the stretch. UCLA was lighting it up on offense. Darian Thomas Robinson um, looked like a great quarterback, 2,400 yards for him, 21 touchdowns on the season. Um, you know, the offensive line definitely improved this year after, you know, a season last year that wasn't great. Um, Zach Charlemagne did a really good job rushing the ball, 1,100 yards for him. Kyle Phillips, um, great job receiving 739 yards for him. And, and offensively, they put up some points too, 33.69 points per game for them, as well as 6.2 yards per play. So offensively, NC State, UCLA, they can both score points. They're, they're both great on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and this is another game where really it feels like it's going to be the defense that either wins or loses it for this, these teams. And I got to go with this NC State defense. You know, they've just been so, so strong this year. Watching NC State play on the defensive side of the ball um, was just so much fun to watch. They only allowed 18.15 points per game. Drake Thomas was an absolute stud at linebacker, 99 tackles, three interceptions for him. Um, and really, it, their defense was why NC State was one of my favorite ACC teams to watch this season. And UCLA's defense wasn't horrible in the Pac-12. You know, it, it performed all right. They only allowed 24.69 points per game. They were able to hold teams to, to 5.48 yards per play, which was pretty good there. Um, and Chip Kelly has a great team in place. I, I think the future for UCLA and NC State is both pretty bright. I think these teams will will be back and, and have great seasons again next year. Um, but in this matchup, UCLA taking on a, an NC State team that has just such a solid defense, I think it's going to be hard for them to move the ball. You know, I love Dorian Thomas Robinson, um, but I think he's going to have a little bit more of a struggle than he did against some of those Pac-12 defenses, especially, you know, the, the stretch they had to end of the season, which, you know, wasn't super difficult. We saw him struggle against Oregon um, and Utah earlier in the year. And as far as NC State goes, they're just such a solid team. Give me them minus one here in the Holiday Bowl. Next up on the card, we got the Cheese It Bowl or the the so they want to call it Cheese It Bowl. Don't get this confused with the Guarantee Rate slash Cheese It Cactus, Buffalo Wild Wing, Insight.com, Copper Bowl, whatever you want to call the bowl. The one that happens at Chase Stadium that is the most premier bowl of them. This is not that bowl. This is the fake Cheese It Bowl going down in Orlando, Florida. Clemson taking on Iowa State, um, and this Iowa State team comes into this game seven and five on the season. Clemson is nine and three. Um, and Clemson, you know, they obviously entered the season with six straight ACC titles, um, looking to build off of that. But 
the post Trevor Lawrence era for this team has not been, you know, exactly what they wanted. Granted, nine and three for a lot of teams is, is, is a great season, but not when you're Clemson, not when you're trying to win national champions. And they had a lot of close battles this season, even in games they did one. Obviously, DJ Uyunglele, um only passed for, you know, just over 2,000 yards this season. And he showed hopes and, and promises at times. Um, but he just wasn't, you know, the quarterback. He wasn't Trevor Lawrence. And it's hard to replace a guy like that um, anytime, you know, a number one overall pick leaves. But they were only putting up 24.77 points per game. You know, Will Shipley did a decent job rushing the ball, but only 678 yards from him. Uh, and the offense just couldn't really find ways to score points. They, they, they really struggled to move the football well at all. Only 5.25 yards per play. And, and offensively, it was the offense rather was a problem for Clemson this season looking over to Iowa State you know it's not like they had a super great year either a lot of people um me included had this Iowa State team to, to you know finish top two top three in the Big 12 this season and, and they kind of fell short um of those preseason expectations Brock Purdy did a pretty good job with this team at quarterback though 2,900 yards 18 touchdowns on the year for him but you know Brees Hall was really the the anchor to this offense um and you know he He's, you know, proved why he was one of the best running backs in the nation. 1,400 yards for him. Um, hopefully, he ends up playing in this game. Otherwise, this line um, could shoot in the other direction. But at the moment, it seems like he's going to be playing in this game. And this was an offense that I was very excited about this season. Xavier um, Hutchinson did a really good job catching the ball, too. 953 yards for him. And offensively, Iowa State did not struggle to score points. 30.31 points per game, 6.59 yards per play. And sure, you can chalk that up to, to some Big 12 defenses, maybe not being um you know great but the big 12 defensively was better this year than it's been in years past and, and iowa state was still able to score the ball pretty well and the iowa state defense was pretty good in its own right jake hummel was a great guy you know leads the team in tackling 76 tackles on the season for him defensively iowa state held teams to 19 points per game as well as 5.13 yards per play and iowa state is just a very very solid team overall and and while Clemson could lean on the defense throughout the season with Brett Venables not going to be coaching this game. He's obviously headed off to Oklahoma. I have my doubts that they're going to be great in defense on this game. You know, they were able to hold teams to 13.85 points per game throughout the season. Um, but the offense just didn't produce enough. And, and I think going up against an Iowa state defense, that's equally as good and, and probably has a better offense. It's going to be really hard to slow them down. So give me Iowa state plus one here in the fake cheese bowl. The final game on the card, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl from Atlanta, Georgia, Pitt taking on Michigan State. Pitt 12 and 2 on the season, Michigan State 10 and 2. And, you know, these are two teams that I obviously bet on a ton this season. Michigan State went on that huge covering streak to start the season, made us a ton, a ton of money. And, you know, I was kind of upset when I saw these two teams were playing each other because they're two teams that I would definitely want to bet on, um, you know, in the in the season here. Um but this is going to be a little bit of a strange game. You know, Pitt um, and Pat Narduzzi obviously coming off that great ACC championship win over Wake Forest. And they look great in that game in no small part because of Kenny Pickett, who, you know, had a, a great fifth year here for this Pitt team. But he's not going to be playing in this game. He's already opted out, going to be focusing on the draft. So um, Nick Patty, you know, should get the start at quarterback for this Pitt team. And um, without Pickett in the lineup, it's, I think it's going to be hard for, you know, this Pitt team. Um, to produce much at all they do still have a very strong um, receiver in Jordan Addison 1400 yards for him 17 touchdowns on the season and it's an offense that can still score a lot of points 39.93 points per game but I do question 
how well they're going to uh, adjust without Kenny Pickett in the lineup. But Michigan State's going to be without their star, too. Kenneth Walker III, um, who was an absolute monster on the ground this season, 1,600 yards rushing the ball, um, and in my books, should have been the Heisman Trophy winner. He opts out of this game, um, going to the draft as well. So two best players on the field for this game will be absent. So um, without them, Mel Tucker, you know, has some some changes to make. Um, granted, he, he's done a good job with him so far this season. Peyton Thorne is still a pretty solid quarterback, 2,800 yards for him. Jaden Reed did a pretty good job catching the ball, 946 yards, eight touchdowns for him there. So, um, you know, Michigan State scoring 29.46 points per game on offense. These are two offenses that, that with Pickett and, and Walker, you know, this is a is an easy lean over and the over probably goes up to, you know, 60, 61, 62, <laughs> you know, with having those two guys in the roster, um, you know, boost this over up dramatically. Um, but without them, I think it's going to be a very low scoring game, very decent of heavy teams, you know, and both these defenses are both pretty solid. The uh, Pitt team is only giving up 21.43 points per game as well as 5.08 yards per play. Very strong on the defense side of the ball. And, and Michigan State was pretty strong on defense too. Um, you know, only giving up 23.69 points per game, 5.66 yards per play. And, and really, Mel Tucker did a wonders for this Michigan State defense this year. And, and while I love both these teams, you know, they're, they're both two very, very strong teams, two teams that I love betting on this season. And, and this is probably, you know, top priority bowl game to watch for me. I just don't think without Pickett, without Walker, there's going to be much action happening in this game. I think it's going to be heavily defensively sided, um, pretty much just a, a through and through defensive battle. So give me the under 56 and a half in Pitt, Michigan State. And that wraps it up for part three of the college football bull picks. If you want to see more NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA, NHL action, head over to hottipbest.com. Take a look everything up there as well as if you're not already following me hot to best chris on twitter and instagram make sure you follow me there so you don't miss out on any future content as well as on the best stamp app where you can get early access to all of the picks also follow the hot to best main account on twitter instagram facebook tiktok to stay up to date with all the computer model stuff happening there as well as if you're watching here on youtube hit the like button subscribe to the channel hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content and most importantly drop a comment down below let me know who you guys are betting on for these college football bowl games and thanks for watching today's show. I will see you guys tomorrow.